Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you ace your exams at school and university through the psychology of high performance and the science of studying smarter, not harder. It's my pleasure to introduce your host, the Cambridge-trained memory psychologist and exam success coach, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Experts podcast. Today, I want to say a few words about kindness for scholars and for those who live or work with scholars, students, learners of any kind. It's going to be the final episode before I go quiet for a couple of weeks uh, for a little bit of a summer break. Uh, I will be back in August with a couple of summer specials that I think uh, may be of general interest to a great many of you, uh, including one episode on language learning for fun and skills and one episode on personal development, which is really the unifying theme underlying the entire podcast. Uh, But before I go, I wanted to leave you this week with a few words on kindness. Just to tee this up, the the drive to kindness towards our fellow humans is a cause championed by, among many others, a former guest and friend of the podcast, Giles Paley Phillips, uh, who's well worth following if you're on Twitter uh, for a regular dose of kindness and human spirit. It's also a cause very dear to the heart of my old headmaster back at junior school, Paul Bryan, uh, who had a massive influence on my life when I was younger, uh, I think really helping me, uh, set me on a path that led me to ultimately doing very well well in my own exams at school or university and more recently of course has led me to have the honour and privilege to be able to help so many others uh, do well uh, in their exams at school and in their careers. So Mr Brian thank you Uh, I'd like to dedicate this episode to you. So with that to today's episode, you can think of it, if you like, as a little bit of an etiquette guide or a set of good manners for students and scholars, if you like. I don't really want to, you know, you see this as a stick to bash anyone with. It's more just a gentle set of suggestions, reminders on what we could all be aiming for, I think, to be more thoughtful and more kind to each other in our studies. And we're all guilty of overstepping some of these from time to time when work and other pressures build up or perhaps even through just lack of awareness. So I really don't think there's any harm in making this stuff explicit and having a reminder as I intend to today. A few guidelines for harmony in the libraries and study desks of the world. One final thought before we dive in. I'm well aware that some of the items here may be a little bit subjective and open to debate. So please don't hesitate to get in touch if you think I've come down on the wrong side on any of these points or I've missed out any important nuance or if you think there's anything uh, really important that uh, you've missed out of the list entirely. I'm very prepared to come back and add or amend to this episode now or any time in future based on your feedback. Uh, so please do get in touch. The email address is william at examstudyexpert.com com, or you can tweet me. I'm at exam study expert on Twitter. So without further ado, here are the 10 main ideas I've got for you today. The first section is all about being considerate of how others are feeling. So number one, don't boast about how much you're working. Uh, it just makes other people feel worried that they should be studying more. Number two, 
to contrast to this, don't boast about how little you're working either. Uh, it just makes other people feel inferior when you do better than them and they might have worked their socks off for it. Uh, this is possibly one of my biggest bugbears of all. Uh, you know, I think it covers you both ways if people are doing this because, you know, they, they boast about how little they've worked. You know, oh, I haven't done any study or no study at all for uh, a particular exam. And then if you do really well, then well, that's just because you're a natural genius and you didn't need to study. Wow, look at you. Uh, and if you didn't do well, well, then you're kind of covered because, well, hey, you shrug your shoulders. Well, I didn't even work for that. So whatever. Um, it's kind of almost like a social defense mechanism and, and you kind of protect yourself either way. And it's not a very nice thing to do, particularly if you're being disingenuous about it and kind of working in secret and then downplaying how much you've worked. Uh, so, so, so don't do that, folks. <laughs> Number three, pay particular attention to what you're saying when tensions are likely to be running at their highest. And I'm thinking in particular on the way in or out of a high stakes exam paper. So when you're waiting to go into an exam paper, I would generally suggest try to avoid going over the material of the content of the exam itself, uh, avoiding, for example, quizzing those around you on such and such a point or talking about what you've learned, what you haven't learned. Normally, I'm a huge fan of testing each other in particular, uh, but that close to an exam when you're just like five minutes away from walking through the doors, I honestly think your bigger priority uh, collectively as a group of students is to avoid the risk of, you know, freaking someone out because they can't, couldn't remember something. Acceptable remarks after a paper, so when you're coming out of the exam, I'd suggest uh, limit it to things like how you found it in general terms only. So being sensitive to others who may have had a different experience to you. So things like, you know, I thought it was a fair paper. I thought it was a hard paper. I thought it was okay. Uh, I found the last question especially tricky or just simply, uh, to be honest, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> um, I would suggest avoiding gloating about how easy you found it. Oh, I thought that was a breeze or how early you finished. Oh, I was basically done after the first hour. Uh, because again, you know, that could upset somebody else who had a different experience to you. I'd also suggest avoiding talking about specifically what you put for question X or question Y, unless it was a mock or a warm-up paper where learning from mistakes is part of the game. There's very little to be gained about dissecting what you put for a certain question at that point. All it could lead to is is somebody getting upset about you know the fact that they may have put the wrong thing for a certain question, and they may have other exams to prepare for. So upsetting people at that point uh, is, is not necessarily a helpful thing to do. The paper's handed in, there's nothing you do about it. Uh, as I say, unless it's a mock or warm-up paper where learning from mistakes is part of the game, when the exam's over, the exam's over, move on to the next thing. My next little set of thoughts are all about being considerate of how others are working. And if you can, being encouraging and supportive, but certainly trying to avoid dragging people down, for example, out of thoughtlessness uh, or even jealousy. So number four, respect boundaries. If friends or colleagues or family members say they're working, don't try and drag them away from their work. It may have been quite an effort for them to get to their study desk. That, that may not have been a trivial thing for them to do. Um, and when I say drag them away, I don't just mean physically uh, being there in the room with them. This also, in today's world, really, really massively includes uh, texting them or, or keeping in touch with them over social media or whatever when they're trying to get some studying done. Give them the space, respect their boundaries when it's their work time. Number five, don't beach towel in common study spaces. So that is to say when it comes to leaving your stuff out in a coveted library spot, for example. It may be okay to leave your stuff for 
10 minutes, half an hour while you grab coffee or lunch. There again, it may not. So to do, you know, respect the rules and, and sort of etiquette of the particular space you're in. But generally, it definitely wouldn't be okay to leave your stuff there all morning if it means that others can't get a space, even if it's technically in within the rules of, of what you're allowed to do in that space. So beach toweling is just leaving your stuff out uh, and preventing someone else getting a space for uh, an unreasonable length of time. Uh, related to this, point number six, if you've got that last library copy of the book that everyone needs, do the right thing, uh, make it known that you have it and share it around as best you can. Uh, obviously, you you know, you, you do have it, so you have a right to, to, to use it and get what you need from it. Um, but if you can be a good citizen, if you can sort of share it around, uh, let others use it um, when you're not using it, that would be a really kind thing to do, I think. Number seven, everybody needs to borrow stuff from time to time. Sure, everyone forgets things, but, but you know, come on, you can get it together enough to show up most of the time with the pens and paper you need. You know, don't be the guy that always has to borrow stuff. Uh, occasionally it's fine, but try not to let it always be you. Number eight, don't uh, force your presence onto people near you in quiet working conditions like libraries and exams. So watch out for things like incessant leg jiggling, hand tapping when you're in the exam. Uh, try to avoid sighing in exasperation at a tricky question or pumping your fist in victory when you see a good one. Uh, one caveat to this, in light of recent uh, advice from Brian Irvin on last week's episode about autism, uh, a little footnote to this. Um, if you hadn't listened to that episode, by the way, it's all about studying and autism. And he talked very sensibly about how some people with autism might naturally want to stim, for example, by flapping hands, vocalising their feelings as part of the exam taking process. That may lead them to prefer taking an exam in an individual room by themselves, if, if that's possible at their institution. Uh, but if that's not been possible, I should add a footnote to this bit of advice to, of course, be compassionate and, and understanding to those who may be experiencing exam pressures differently uh, and, and may be making some, making some noise as part of their exam taking experience. Finally, a few thoughts and tips when working together. Number nine, a good way to make sure that everybody gets something out of study groups is to invite everyone to brainstorm their ideas in silence for a few moments first. There's always a danger in study groups that uh, it tends to be the, the chattier ones that get to do all the talking and thereby all the valuable retrieval practice and the quieter ones spend the whole session passively listening. Uh, so try to avoid that by uh, a little bit of silent brainstorming for everybody first before everybody shares their thoughts. And if you've identified yourself as one of the uh, chatty ones in the group, uh, in that group, it's a really nice thing to be able to do, if you can, to bring others uh, into the conversation where you can. But also, you know, do that sensitively. So don't put people on the spot or make them uncomfortable if they clearly don't want to be. And number 10, if you're agreeing to help someone with something, uh, for example, proofreading, do kind of watch out for what the terms are. Try and understand what's being asked of you before you commit. So, for example, if you've agreed to proofread an essay for a friend, uh, be clear on kind of how long the assignment is, when you'll get a copy, when they need comments back. So, for example, you know, if it's 10,000 words, you might need an hour or even two to, to proofread it. Uh, understand when you'll need to make that time. Uh, and don't commit if you can't make it work. It's okay to say no uh, if, if that's just not going to work for you. It's better to uh, make that clear up front so they can make other arrangements. Um, because once you've committed, they're now relying on you. Uh, so do make sure you're able to deliver on that kind of promise. 
And finally, an extra little bonus tip number 11 right at the end. Be a fountain, not a hoarder. Don't be secretive with good advice because you see classmates as competitors. Even if you are ranked on a bell-shaped curve and however everybody else performs is going to impact, you know, what score you need to get to get a certain grade, still see everybody as allies. It's so much easier if you work together and work collaboratively. A rising tide lifts all boats. Um, And if nothing else, do the maths. So if you give a juicy tip to 10 people, Uh, chances are half might return the favour by giving you one of their favourite tips. So congratulations, you now not only have 10 people who are socially grateful to you, and that's a nice place to be, but you've also collected six tips, the original tip you gave to everyone else, plus five new great tips that uh, people have given you back in exchange. And on which note, uh, I think that's a great nudge to suggest if you find this podcast helpful, if you think there are friends, uh, colleagues, classmates, uh, family members that might find it helpful too, then do take a moment uh, as you put this episode down over the next days and weeks to tell a friend or 10 about the podcast. Just get them to search exam study expert in whatever podcast app they use. It'll pop right up. Um, If you're looking for an episode to start with, I generally recommend episode 66 as a nice introduction. Uh, That's the six pillars of student success. But if there's been an episode uh, that has particularly resonated with you, maybe you'd suggest they start with that one instead. So do take a moment to share this podcast if you've been finding it helpful. Uh, It's great to keep spreading the word about effective ways to study. It's great to keep spreading the word about how we can all support each other along the study journey and ultimately all make sure we get the best exam results we can. So do share the podcast if you find it helpful. Thank you so much for listening today uh, and to the podcast in general. It's always a huge pleasure to have your company uh, on the episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We really, really appreciate it. Uh, And if it helps in any way, then that's something that makes us deeply, deeply happy. That's what we're here to do. All that remains is for me to wish you, as always, every success in your exams. You've got this. Good luck. Wasn't that wonderful? If you're feeling inspired, why not leave us a rating and a review in your podcast app? It would make our day. Thanks again for listening and see you soon.